0: hello hello welcome to the how i met myself podcast i'm jessica your host thank you for tuning in today on today's episode i am interviewing michaela who about lyme disease and the numerous other chronic health issues that she has struggled with for as long as she can remember during our conversation michaela shares her health journey and the excruciatingly long and frustrating process she went through to get to a diagnosis and finally get some answers about the root cause of her symptoms and how to manage them. I first met Michaela at an Earth Day event earlier this year, and I knew she was a very special soul from our initial meeting. In spite of the symptoms she experiences, from severe digestive issues and rashes to joint pain that causes her hands to cramp up to the point that she can't even use them, she has a beautiful warrior mindset that shines through in her endless pursuit of health, as well as the products and the businesses she has created to help others struggling with similar issues. Michaela and her mom launched My July, a plant-based skincare line, born out of her own search for skincare products that offered relief from the rashes and also wouldn't irritate her skin. Additionally, just this year in May, she and a friend who also suffers from Lyme disease launched Chronically Hacked, an online course designed to help people navigate the confusing world of chronic illness. Their goal is to help others make sense of their health issues and get care faster while providing support during what can be an incredibly stressful quest for answers. Both My July and Chronically Hacked are shining examples of how Michaela has transmuted pain into purpose. She has transcended any sort of victim mindset and views her illness and life experience as her ultimate power, her gift, because it has given her the strength and skill set to be able to serve others and help them heal. Whether you are someone who might be experiencing chronic health issues known or undiagnosed, or if you are close to someone who does, there is a lot to learn from this episode. I know for me, I've dipped in and out of my own health journey, and I really feel myself moving back into an exploratory phase where I know that there are some underlying health issues that are affecting my digestion, inflammation in my body, skin issues, and While my symptoms are not extreme like Michaela's, I want to get to the root cause. I know that the dis-ease that I experience will only lead to more severe health issues in the future if I don't address them now. And so this conversation really inspired me to take another look at my symptoms and see what might be going on. Maybe you are in the same boat and there are symptoms that you've been managing but really brushing under the rug, and this might be an opportunity to just get curious. I'm looking forward to hearing your thoughts after this episode. Did you find it helpful? Were you inspired by Michaela's story? I really love hearing from you all, so please do share by DMing me on Instagram. It's at underscore how I met myself. And if you have a friend or a family member who is dealing with chronic health issues, share this episode with them or share it on social media. You never know who might see it and how it might really change their life. One last thing before we get to the interview, Michaela has graciously offered How I Met Myself listeners a 15% off discount code for My July. I've personally had the chance to try their body butters and find them so soothing and moisturizing, and they also have body and face oils, a face mist, and a repair balm. I highly recommend giving these all-natural skincare products a try. Use code METMYSELF15 for 15% off at myjulyskin.com. And now, please welcome Michaela. Hu. Hello, hello. I'm Jessica, and this is the How I Met Myself podcast, a show where we talk about the journey of self-discovery and finding your purpose in life. After years of feeling stuck, I finally found clarity around my purpose. Now, I'm going after my dream, sharing my story here, and bringing you conversations with healers and spiritual teachers to help inspire and guide you to your purpose. Join me and start building the life you're meant to live. Hi, Michaela. Welcome to the How I Met Myself podcast. Thank you so much for joining me today.
1: Thanks so much for having me. I'm so happy to be here.
0: Oh, well, I appreciate it. And I am looking forward to talking about chronic health issues and all that you have created out of... What you've been through. But before we get into that, I wanted to just start out with one question. And that is when in the last few weeks have you experienced a moment of just pure joy where you felt completely at ease, in alignment, and where everything was just kind of flowing seamlessly for you?
1: I went to Point Doom in Malibu a few weeks ago. And I'm not from this area originally, this was actually my first time. Going to that particular beach. I've heard a lot about it and I've been to the beach a lot, but not that one. And it was just so beautiful. I kind of caught the tail end of the super bloom. So there were a lot of flowers that were still in bloom, but some were dying off, but it was still really pretty. I can imagine how it looked at the height of the super bloom back in, I think it was March and beginning of April, but it was just so pretty. It was at sunset hour and Mm -hmm. it was just absolutely gorgeous. And I just, absolutely love the ocean. It's so soothing to me. And just the sounds of the water and the birds and people talking and laughing and kids running around. It's all so peaceful. And it reminds me of summer, which we're so close to, which is my favorite season of the whole year.
0: Yes. Oh my gosh. I also love the ocean. And I think, you know, you said something, you talked about the sounds, the colors of the super bloom. And it's like, you were engaging all of your senses in, in mm-hmm. that moment. And I think that that's when we can really kind of experience that feeling of awe is when we are, you know, really paying attention to everything that's that's around us and in front of us.
1: Mm-hmm. Definitely.
0: So you have suffered from a number of chronic health issues really since childhood. Can you share what your experience was as a child and kind of when you first discovered that you were suffering from from an illness.
1: Mm -hmm, Definitely. I am a very atypical case. When I go back into my earliest memories, I have never felt well. I've always had some sort of weird symptom uh, relating to chronic illness, but what I always thought in my head was that it was my normal because when you grow up feeling that way you don't know any world outside of what you have experienced so it's not like I could compare it to anything else that I had experienced and it wasn't like I was super sick as a child Mm
0: -hmm. it wasn't
1: like I was constantly getting the flu or a cold or ear infections or any of the really typical things that you see with young children But I would get weird joint pain or bloating, stomach aches, migraines, pains in the arches of my feet, rashes on my body. So, just different things that are not very typical or, I guess, normal for someone very young. I was three or four when I have my earliest memories of experiencing these symptoms. Mm -hmm. And it's just something that I thought was something I would have to deal with. It wasn't anything that I thought was super out of the ordinary. I knew that it wasn't normal. But then I had friends in preschool and my early formative years of going to school that had allergies to peanuts or lactose intolerance or allergies to pollen. And these, of course, are not normal either. But they're a little bit more mainstream and widely accepted that I thought, well, you know, I don't get that, but I have weird stomach cramping every time I eat. And sometimes I get really dizzy if I stand up really fast from sitting down. And I just chalked it up to, well, I guess it's just my quirk. Like everyone else has their own health issues. And I guess that's just something that I'm going to have to deal with.
0: Yeah. I know when I met you and your mom, she talked about an experience when you were in, I think, nursery school the age Mm -hmm. of maybe four. And she mentioned that you had a rash on your hand and you were, you know, kind of scratching it Mm -hmm. and it was bleeding. Tell me about that and, and where that led. Was that kind of a, for your mom, perhaps, was that a real kind of wake up call that something out of the ordinary was going on?
1: The thing with me is I and maybe this is just because I grew up always feeling kind of off and ill. I kept all of my symptoms to myself, like my stomach aches and the pains and arches of my feet I would get and my dizzy spells mm-hmm. and all of that. But the one thing I couldn't hide were my rashes because those were external. Yeah. So my parents just thought that I suffered from eczema and that was my only health condition because I never vocalized anything else because it's not something that is really sexy to talk about like, oh, I get constipated real easily. I have like a lot of digestive issues and I didn't really know how to vocalize it as a kid. So one of my earliest memories that my mom remembers too is when, as you said, when I was in nursery school, I had these rashes on my hands and I would get rashes all over, but my hands are consistently where I usually get a lot of rashes for some reason and we all, I remember we all gathered around the rug for story time. And I had these rashes on my hands that were very itchy. And mm. I'd had zero self-control when I was that age. And I was just like, okay, if it itches, I'm going to scratch it until it bleeds. And I i didn't really, I didn't know I was making it much, much worse. So the, the rug was one of those, like, really, I don't, it wasn't a shag rug, but it was like very furry. And it was like, the perfect opportunity for me to really dig my knuckles into the rug and like really get in there and scratch it into the rug. I probably left skin and blood on the rug after school Hmm. that day, but I was just like gnawing into the rug with my, um, my hands, my knuckles. And when my mom picked me up from school, it probably looked like I got mauled by an animal because it was just completely raw, no skin left on my hand. And, she would take me to the pediatrician and the pediatrician would just say, oh, it's eczema, here's a um, steroid topical ointment to put on your skin and it'll clear it up. And it was just always putting Band-Aids over bullet wounds. They never asked me once about my diet, never asked me about any of my other symptoms if I ever had anxiety or if I had trouble sleeping or anything else, lifestyle related. It was always just, okay, this is a symptom, here's the solution. So it was an endless cycle of that with my skin issues.
0: Wow. That's gotta be incredibly frustrating, not only for you, but also for your mom who you know sees her daughter struggling and isn't really getting to the bottom of it. Where did you guys go from there? How did you ultimately come to a diagnosis? It was a very, very
1: long journey. And it was partly not really anyone's fault, but at the time, we just knew that, well, we thought that doctors knew best. So we thought, okay, well, the dermatologist is telling us it's eczema and use this cream and I'd use it. And sure enough, it would clear up my rashes. And then they'd come back because we're not getting to the root cause. So maybe a few weeks later, a few months later, back to the pediatrician who Would give me another um, prescription to use. And it was this endless cycle that was just never getting to the root cause. But my mom and I were just like, well, that's just what we do. We like go and we get this pharmaceutical drug, we use it like that is the medical system. We didn't really know much about the holistic end of things. Not that we ever were unhealthy, but that's just how we're taught until we do more research on the whole Eastern medicine, look into that. But I grew up in Connecticut and ironically enough, it's tick territory. Lyme disease originated in Connecticut. And I should mention that I do have Lyme disease. I didn't say that, but I, that is my official diagnosis. I have Lyme disease, two co-infections of Lyme, Babesia and Bartonella mold toxicity and mycotoxins, parasite overgrowth, candida overgrowth and Hashimoto's disease. So that is why I ultimately got diagnosed with just to give the listeners a little bit of context as to what my chronic illnesses actually are. But um, we at the time were just going to whatever doctor was covered by our insurance and just taking what they said at face value and yeah. thinking that this is just what i'm going to have to live with. So fast forward to when i was 13, um my family moved to the bay area. And my dad got a job transfer, that's how we moved out there and my skin magically got better. So growing up on the east coast, i know you're from Atlanta, mm-hmm. you know, it's very humid. Yes. And I'm sure even more humid than like where we were, where you grew up. And that always irritated my skin, made yeah. it so much worse because just the sweat and just the stickiness really irritated my skin. It would get all oozy and gross. So moving to California, where it's a lot drier of a climate,
0: yeah,
1: it helped my skin. I, it didn't clear it up completely, but then it helped enough where my family and I thought, well, maybe my skin issues are related more so to climate than to anything else. And we still didn't put two and two together with my gut issues. I still hadn't at that time vocalized. I I was having a lot of digestive issues and the insomnia, Disney smells, um, joint pain and all that. I hadn't said anything about that, but even in my own head, I didn't even associate them together. It was much more um, farther down the line that I put two and two together. Mm-hmm. but I wasn't going to question why my skin was getting better. I was just happy that I wasn't plagued with all these rashes on my body. So we were like, okay, that's great. Like, don't have to go to the doctor. I don't have to use my creams anymore. So then when I was in my late teens, um, I realized my digestive issues are getting much, much worse. This is really bad. I'm not able to ignore it anymore. And it was just snowballing into something bigger that I couldn't even control. It got Mm -hmm. to a point where I wouldn't even be able to have a cup of tea without getting really bloated in an extreme gastric pain. So I knew at the time it is, something's very terribly wrong with my digestion. And I was thinking that everything was related. I was starting to put the pieces together of the puzzle that Mm -hmm my skin issues, even though they weren't as bad as they were, are somehow related to my gut, which is related to my joint pain. So I told my parents, I said, I don't know who I see. Do I see a GI doctor? Do I see a nutritionist or an allergist? I don't know what's going on, but we have to do something because this is going downhill really fast. So we went to see a nutritionist in Berkeley. And I was so jazzed about it because I thought, okay, Berkeley is there. And I was also getting really into holistic health and wellness. So I thought yeah. Berkeley is like the epicenter of health and wellness. And so many people know so much about um, epigenetics and right. like, everything holistic. And they would probably know what to do with me. So mm-hmm. the nutritionist did a skin prick test on me, which is when they um prick uh, some um oil from different foods into your skin typically your back yeah and they test to see if you get a reaction like if your skin reacts like for instance getting red or forming a bump an irritation bump or like some sort of reaction then that means that you're reacting to that food and you should either eliminate it from your diet or look into if it's an allergy. And it just gives you data to work with for which foods you're reacting to or not. Yeah. So the nutritionist tested me for almost 80 foods. And when I got the results back, the results come back um, with the things that you test positive for in red. And pretty much the whole sheet, I would say 75% was in red. Mm -hmm. And the results were so all over the place of what I tested positive for from everything from rice to Brazil nuts, to almonds, to um, cinnamon, to sweet potatoes and green beans. There's nothing left. Literally like everything. And of course I tested positive for the common allergens to like um, soy, right. milk, um, gluten, and I kind of already knew that that was probably going to be something that was a trigger for me anyway. But the nutritionist was very sweet. She said that when she sees results like that, they're typically false positives. So I'm not truly allergic to all those foods. It's just been because my body has been in such a heightened state of inflammation for so long that It doesn't know like what is a foreign invader, what to attack, what not to attack. It's just like firing off all of these um, inflammation signals all over the place. So she said, it's probably leaky gut, which means that I have um, eaten things that I was sensitive to without knowing it. And then those foods had created holes in my intestines. So it causes gut permeability and then food starts to leak out of your gut. Okay. And when that happens, your body views the food outside of your intestines. Obviously, that's supposed to be out there as foreign invaders.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So they start that your body starts to attack the food, therefore creating the false allergic reaction. I
0: see.
1: So my nutritionist said the beauty of the body is it can repair itself and your gut can heal itself. So What she would do is she would um, advise me to eliminate those foods I tested positive for for a month and then reintroduce them. And since it's most likely false positives, I would safely be able to reintroduce the foods back into my diet. Mm -hmm. So I was all for that. I'm the type of person that I will do anything to change my lifestyle to help heal myself instead of just taking a pill to Mm -hmm. try to solve all of my issues. So I was like, if I'm going to have to eat three foods this month, sure, fine, sign me up because I just want to feel good. And I want to get to the root cause of this all. Now, we didn't know what was causing the gut permeability, but we just knew that I most likely had leaky gut. And if I had, if I would eliminate these foods from my diet, and then reintroduce them back, unless it's a true allergy, then I would be able to tolerate the foods. So we did that. And then I tried to slowly reintroduce food back into my diet and oh I should go and I should mention I felt great during that month not like I was completely healed but I was starting to feel better I experienced less stomach aches and less bloating um less brain fog and stuff like that because I was eliminating so much food from my diet that um and and that wasn't sustainable but um it was just cutting it back a lot on all the inflammation that I was experiencing so then when I went back um and i tested again for the same foods uh for the via the skin prick test the same foods came back positive positive.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: and i was also reintroducing the foods back into my diet and i was experiencing off the charts inflammation mm-hmm. i would get these rashes on my ears that never happened before my hands got all swollen and these were very um severe symptoms that I had never experienced, just very amplified versions of what I already had. So obviously something was still very, very awry with Mm -hmm. my insides. Yeah. So my nutritionist said, well, you know, it's not like this happened overnight. Maybe you have to eliminate the foods from your diet for longer. Let's try three months and do the whole thing again and revisit the test then. Long story short, I was seeing the nutritionist for about a year and a half and we pretty much got nowhere. And she, in the end, just said, you know, you are a very atypical case. You live in the Bay Area. You could go see some specialists at UCSF or Stanford. Those are really world-renowned research centers that have state of the art technology, they could do a whole bunch of testing on you. Maybe that's your next move. If you want, I can refer you to them. Mm -hmm. So then I thought, you know, this is that's really good. That's a really good opportunity. Mm -hmm. So she referred us to a GI specialist at Stanford. And I just pretty much bounced around from doctor to doctor at Stanford. I, I wish that I could say that they helped me. But honestly, it was just going to see one specialist to another specialist to another specialist and just getting the run around. Wow. And all of these doctors are so specialized in their specific field that they would never look at the body holistically. They were just looking at bits and pieces of me. And I still was leaving with more, ans- more, with more questions than answers. So wow. it was just, it was a very frustrating time. So then I took about a year, this is, and I'm trying to give a little timeline so your listeners can get some context. So I saw the nutritionist when I was about 19. And then in my starting in my early 20s is when we did Stanford. And then around age 25, 26, I said, you know what, I am done with Stanford right now. I've seen the doctors, I'm just getting no conclusive results. I just need to take a break. And I didn't care if I was wasting time by taking a break. I just got too burnt out by sitting in waiting rooms, seeing doctors, getting tests done. Because all this is very time consuming and energy sucking. And it's taking your
0: whole life, I imagine. And, you know, you're in your early 20s. I'm sure you had lots of other goals and dreams that you wanted to pursue. And I can only also imagine the toll it was taking on your mental health.
1: Oh, for sure. I was going to college, but... I was doing it online, which was actually a huge blessing because this was before I went to started going to college for my BFA in graphic design before I started aggressively chasing a diagnosis. And I just chose to go to school online because it was more convenient. I thought I would save money living at home and I have a really good relationship with my parents. So I thought, you know, this is a good opportunity just for me to save money and um, just cut down on commute time and right. it was graphic design so everything was pretty much done on the computer anyway so I didn't feel like I was missing out on much sure. so that ended up being a huge blessing because it was such a time sucker to be going all to all these doctor's appointments and also juggling that with my schooling so then around and then I ended up after all of that um, well during all of that I ended up dropping the Down to part time school. So that's how I was still in school when I was 25. But I just said, you know what? I am a very self motivated person. I know that there's something really wrong with me. No doctor knows what's going on. So I'm going to go do my own research. So I went to the University of Google and I just schooled myself in all things related to chronic illness, autoimmune disease, mystery symptoms. Uh, And at that time, I had only pursued the root of autoimmune issues. So I was constantly getting tested for SIBA, which is small intestinal bacteria overgrowth, um, Crohn's disease, celiac disease, ulcerative colitis. I had gotten multiple endoscopies and colonoscopies and everything came back normal. So I thought, you know, um, what about chronic illness? Because every time I would do this research on Google, chronic illness, would come up like parasite overgrowth or Lyme disease. And this was very new to me. So I thought, you know, it's something maybe I should pursue. So I got curious about it. And I started joining these online Facebook support groups Mm -hmm. about chronic illness. And the people in there were either functional medicine doctors or patients themselves or people who have loved ones who have chronic illness. And I asked in the group, I said, hey, guys, these are my symptoms. Does this sound something similar to Lyme disease? Or I'm also reading about mold. That's like a huge issue. I, I really don't know. Like, Is it worth getting tested? So I got so much clarity from the people in the group. They really helped me a lot. A lot of the people there said, y- your symptoms are very Lyme-like. You need to get tested for Lyme disease. And they guided me in the right direction. They told me, I need to see a Lyme literate medical doctor. And I was not schooled at all in that whole world of chronic illnesses. It's it's very um, nebulous and it's very uh, overwhelming. And I didn't even know that there was something called a Lyme literate medical doctor. And that's who I was supposed to see. I was still trying to go through my insurance and all these doctors, unfortunately, are not covered by insurance. Mm. So I graduated school when I was 26 um, in 2020. And as a graduation gift, we were still living in the Bay Area. My dad gifted us all a road trip down to LA because I really liked LA. And also there was a Lyme doctor who I had found who was in LA. And she had diagnosed this blogger who I followed, who ultimately got diagnosed with Lyme disease, who had a lot of similar symptoms to me. So I thought, you know, if this doctor knows what to do with this girl who got diagnosed with Lyme, and she has very similar symptoms to me, chances are this doctor knows what to do with me. So in uh-huh. that package of the graduation gift going down to LA was included my um, visit to the Lyme doctor and my Lyme testing, which is a very not conventional um, graduation, graduation gift. Has a, yeah. yeah, but it really saved my life. So it was probably one of the best gifts that I could have ever gotten. And right off the bat, when the doctor saw me, she just looked at me. She said, honey, you have Lyme disease. I'm telling you, you probably have Babesia and Bartonella, which are two co-infections of Lyme. You have way off the charts mold toxicity. We just need to run the tests to get these clinical results. But she looked at my rashes that I had sent her ahead of time, different um pictures of my symptoms that I had experienced in the past to give her context so we could hit the ground running and she yeah. said that's not eczema that's um babesia which attacks the skin and that's just babesia manifesting itself through a flare up and all those years ago all these dermatologists were like yeah it's eczema it's eczema yeah. and now I was just getting so much clarity i realized this is getting to the root of it all this is all the these are all the answers that i've been waiting for And as far as my gut issues with my sluggish digestion and constantly feeling bloated, I have Bartonella, which is a co-infection of Lyme disease that affects the gut and joints, and it can cause Bell's palsy, which is partial paralysis of the gut. Mm -hmm. And I realized that's what's causing it all. I had parasite overgrowth that causes gut permeability. That's what caused my leaky gut. And now all the puzzle pieces were coming together Mm. and I was getting the big picture and really gaining clarity on it all.
0: Wow. I imagine that must've been just like such a relief to finally get that diagnosis and have at least some explanation as to why you were experiencing these symptoms. But then Treatment, right? Like now you you want to to do what you can to relieve the symptoms. Was the doctor able to help you with that?
1: Yeah, so right off the bat, she had me on um, this really strict protocol, and I'm still on actually, and we tweak every so often, but of a mixture of pharmaceuticals and Um, supplements and different tinctures and other healing modalities that I do that are natural. And she's really good with balancing out pharmaceuticals with natural remedies. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: And I felt a lot better immediately. Mm -hmm. And I was still living in the Bay Area though. So I, at the time I was feeling better, but then I started to get symptoms again. And like just weird things that would come up. And I just, I have a strong intuition, which is what actually led me this entire time. My mom and I both have very strong intuitions, which is why we never took the doctor's um, ultimate inconclusive idiopathic like results at face value. We just Mm -hmm. said, no, 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 there's something else going on. There's something else going on it's this is not just like a matter of oh I need to de-stress or oh I just need to live with it and I knew intuitively that the bay area was just not where I was going to heal it's Mm -hmm. very you live there it's very damp and overcast and foggy it doesn't have the best um healing climate for someone trying to heal from mold because Mm -hmm. what is mold like like dank damp climates. Sure. So I don't want to put a spin on COVID and say like, oh, it was great because we benefited from it because it was a, a very traumatic event. But in my family and my situation, it actually worked in our favor because my dad at the time was working for a bank and he had to report to the office in San Francisco. And then once COVID hit, he got the mandate to work from home. Mm-hmm. So that was our opportunity to move to LA because my mom obviously is married to my dad and she couldn't just up and leave with me and say like, peace out. I'm moving to LA with Michaela, have fun (laughs) in the Bay area on your own. So it was just one of these where we weren't sure how it was going to work. Like if I wanted to move to LA, Mm. I was so deep in my healing detox. I couldn't live on my own and I wasn't working full-time and I couldn't afford it on my own. And then my dad had his job that was keeping him in the bay area but then once he got the mandate it was just time for us to like really hit the ground running go to la and as long as he had wi-fi like no one gonna know that he's not in the bay area yeah. so once we got to la he started looking for another job and then he ultimately found one in la so that it wasn't such a precarious situation where if like the next day they would be like, oh, go to the office. And right. We would have to stay here you know, in LA. Wow. Um, and so that's how really we made the move guys. down here. Yeah. yeah.
0: Wow. Did you ever have the thought, why me?
1: Yeah, all the time, really. All the, I, it's something I ask myself all the time. My parents have no known health issues yeah my dad actually has a little bit more, but like nothing crazy. He had asthma when he was a kid, and mm. they say that asthma and eczema go hand in hand. and maybe I got more of the chronic illness issues from his side of the family. It's a mystery in itself. Who's to say? My mom is at, like she's like a workhorse, literally just so built like built so strong. and I always say I have enough health issues for all of us because she doesn't have any food sensitivities. She can do pretty, like she, nothing faces her. She mm-hmm. doesn't have any sensitivities to any sort of chemicals, or she doesn't have insomnia or joint pain or any issues that I have. So it's something that I, I do always ask myself, why me? But at the same time, it's given me an opportunity to reframe and pivot and realize, I have these issues. I've experienced my failing health, which is extremely scary when you have failing health and your symptoms are just getting worse and worse, and you don't know what to do to save yourself. And you just don't even see if there's any way out. uh, It's one of the most scary things I've ever experienced. The fact that I have experienced that in itself is a gift because others have not experienced something that extreme and They haven't um, felt the same way I do. I think it's a Mm -hmm. gift to feel things that intensely and that I have an opportunity to help others. I think it's really heightened or amplified my levels of empathy for others. And I've turned that around in becoming a chronic illness advocate. And I feel like it's really my calling to help others gain clarity on their health.
0: Wow. it's such a beautiful mindset. I mean, I think that that question, why me, there's sort of two ways to look at it. There's the victim mindset. And then there's, like you said, a reframing where you actually go, where's the gift in this, you know, that this is the hardship. These are the circumstances that I am working with, but if I can overcome them, you know, I know you're still on your healing journey. You're not Cured by any means. But if you can at least overcome, I think the mindset that allows you to recognize the gift in the hardship. And then, like you said, to turn that into something that's an offering to others.
1: 100%. Really a hundred percent. Beautiful thing. Yeah. I truly believe that healing begins and ends in your mind. And if you don't believe that you can do it, then you're not going to be able to do it. You have to believe in yourself
0: 100%. Okay, I want to talk a little bit more about that. What are some of the ways that you experience that or that you try to practice that? Do you do you have a meditation practice? Like tell me what you, what that looks like for you.
1: Yeah, I have a few mantras that I repeat to myself that are really helpful. A few of my favorites are the only way out is through you will prevail and mind over matter.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So I just repeat those. I have like a running internal dialogue with myself that like, if I'm thinking like, oh my goodness, this is so overwhelming. All the stuff I have to do, all the tinctures I need to take, the supplements and the doctor's appointments. And like, I go to the sauna and I get acupuncture and I have to do my detox fast. It's a full-time job. It but really then is. I tell myself, you know what? The only way out was through. There was mm-hmm. no way getting around it. I am in it and the, I'm not going to stop here. I'm not going to turn around where I am right now. I'm just going to keep going forward.
0: Have you always had that mindset?
1: Where does it come I from? I have. I I have. And I don't know if it was always in me or mm-hmm. if it was because I had experienced symptoms as long, ever since I can remember. I don't know if that was just something that my body just grew a. Uh, Hard shell because I grew up feeling ill, or if it's just uh, I have a very strong mindset. I think it's a little bit of both because my maternal grandmother has had cancer over five times, and the woman is just such a warrior. She has such a good mindset of just positivity. She exudes so much love and positivity and generosity that even though um, early on. And when I was like, three or four, I didn't really communicate with her at the same level as that. And I didn't understand like her having cancer and having to go undergo treatments and surgeries. I just think that it must run in the family somehow. Mm -hmm. So I must have gotten some of that coupled with not feeling well, just always having a very um, strong mindset
0: Wow. Yeah. I I absolutely think it's something that you can inherit. Um, And actually that's a really beautiful thing to think about something that you can actually pass down, you know, Mm -hmm. to your children. Did you ever experience a real rock bottom moment?
1: Oh yes. That's actually how we started my July, which is the clean skincare company that my mom and I run. As I mentioned, one of my main symptoms are rashes and going back when I was really young, would go to the pediatrician and they'd give me a steroid ointment to use that was always just treating the symptoms, not the root cause. So around that time I was seeing the nutritionist and I was not getting anywhere with my digestive issues, at least my hands and my my rashes on my body seemed like they were somewhat stable, they weren't 100% healed, but they were livable. But then when I was seeing the nutritionist, a few months into our visits, my rashes started coming back. And I was like, okay, this is not good. Not only is my digestion worse than ever before, but now my rashes are coming back. Like we are really not doing well now. And yeah. it was kind of a wake up call to me to realize this: there's something terribly wrong there comes a point when you have a chronic illness, when you reach a climax, when you're just like, this is not going to work, I really need to figure things out. Because mm-hmm. before, and a lot of people who have chronic illness, unfortunately, they just kind of learn to function at mediocre at best, not feeling too great, not feeling too bad, but they just kind of learn to hum along and just keep their symptoms somewhat at bay. And they just learn to live, like not really living fully, which in itself is not living at all, but it's not like they're having such a heightened experience of a flare-up where it's not livable. So um, fast forward a few years later, I experienced these debilitating rashes on my hands that would not clear up. And I knew from my experience, going to see a dermatologist was not going to fix anything because what are they going to do? Just run me out another prescription. I did not want to go down that route anymore. I was determined to figure out what the root cause was. So I didn't, the thing is, I didn't know. I had no answers, but I knew what wasn't going to work. So I had to just let everything run its course. And Mm -hmm. the rashes just kept getting worse and worse on my hands. Eventually my hands got so inflamed, swollen, and irritated, it looked like I had reptile skin. The Mm. skin was all rashy and scaly. And if I moved my fingers, the skin was pulled so taut around my knuckles that the skin would just crack and bleed. Mm. So I essentially lost all flexibility in my fingers. I lost all mobility in my hands. So I couldn't do anything because you, you don't realize how much you use your hands. I couldn't drive. I couldn't walk my dog. I couldn't wash my hair. I couldn't make my bed. I I, couldn't cut up my food to make meals. So I was so reliant on my mom. She was just so nice and kind during Mm. that time. And she would make my bed for me. She would drive me around. She would wash my hair in the sink for me because I I couldn't touch soap because it was so irritating. Pretty much the only thing I could do was have my hands hover above the keyboard and just work on my graphic design all day because I was going to school for graphic design. Right. So I was just grateful that I wasn't commuting back and forth to school because I wouldn't be able to move my hands. Yeah. So that's when we started alchemizing in the kitchen. My mom actually started first looking into different natural remedies that she could create just by using plant-based medicine and mm-hmm. create these skincare treatments for me. And that's how my July started because my skin was so sensitive to everything that at that time, it was just one of these where we didn't have anything to lose. So my skin was already so irritated. Let's just give this a try and let's see if this works. If it works, it works. If it doesn't, well, then you're not any more worse off than you already are. So that was probably my rock bottom when I couldn't use my hands. And it lasted about four months. So that was a very long time. And it was just a lessons for me in patience and just perseverance because I didn't know if I was going to get any better. I didn't know if my rashes were going to clear up. And eventually after doing um, different treatments, not only I would like to say that the skincare cured everything, but I had so many other underlying issues. I ended up seeing an acupuncturist and getting different treatments and taking different herbs, but also the skincare helped immensely. And this was still all pre-diagnosis. So I was still trying to chase a diagnosis, but along the way, I did inch along a little closer to getting to where I needed to be on my healing journey.
0: Wow. Oh, that's, I mean, gosh, I can only imagine how long those four months must've felt, but what a beautiful thing that came out of it. This skincare line, my July that you started with your mom and tell us a little bit more about the, the product offering. So my skin is constantly
1: dry. So the first thing my mom started was she wanted to create this really nice, thick, dense butter that was like really soothing, something that I could use on my scaliest of rashes. And that would really help um, lock in the moisture. So uh, we started off with body butters. And then we started experimenting with different essential oils because they can be very healing for different um, skincare ailments. So we um, we kind of tinkered away with different blends because using a block of shea butter, I mean, it it will be effective, but it's not that enjoyable. So we wanted to make it more of an enjoyable, luxurious experience. So we came up with different scents, That reminded us of past memories or nature or something somewhat nostalgic from our past so we came out with a few different blends that formed the core of our first offering which were three different body butters and we launched on kickstarter and then from there we expanded into body oils because it a lot of people asked they said oh you know we love the body butters but Personally, we kind of like something a little lighter. Do you ever think that you're going to do a body oil? So then we thought, yeah, let's do a body oil. So it's mainly just a texture preference that people prefer. I personally like a really nice, thick, dense butter. But then we have body oils now. And we came out with a face oil not too long ago, a face mist, and an all-natural repair balm. So those are our offerings. We like to keep our skews really um, tight and condensed. Not yeah. too much, but we really want to offer a high quality product.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I've had a chance to try it and just really loved it. It's I love your branding first of all, which I assume is your creation with your graphic design background, and you know the the actual products are so they're just yummy. Um, so very very cool. I think what a beautiful way that you were able to transmute pain into purpose. Is it called my July? Because was it July that you, I don't know. Why is it called my July? I was just thinking, is that when you experienced the, the rashes initially during that, in that initial four month period or no? I love this question because July
1: has such a special meaning to me. Okay, When we were thinking of names for our business, I thought about like, what has really special meaning to me because I'm all about energy and I wanted to have something that really had a powerful connection to me in a positive way because I feel like if I can attach that to the products that we offer it just carries positive energy with it so going back into my entire childhood I realized a lot of pivotal events happened for me in July for instance my family and I traveled to Germany for the first time in July that was my first time being abroad and My mom and I ran our first half marathon in July. We moved to California in July. And all of these events were unplanned. It just so happened that it fell in the month of July. And as I mentioned before, summer is my favorite month. Summer is my favorite season of the year. I just love long sun filled days and just the ease of not having much of an agenda. Of course, now it's different because I am out of school. But when I was in school, I (laughs) loved not being in school. Yeah. But, um, it just has the sense of well-being for me. And also, I was diagnosed with Lyme disease in
0: July. Mm, I see. ok. That's oh, wow. You know, I want to expand on what you said, which I've thought a lot about this idea of encoded energy. And to me, what that means is that you, you know, when you create something, whether that's a product, an offering, a business offering, a service, there's an energy that you encode into it, that you're essentially transmitting to the recipient of the, the product offering. And so I love that that was such a thoughtful part of your your offering was that you were really trying to infuse that energy that positive energy and kind of healing energy into your product. That's really it's really cool. And I think that is what sets certain products and services apart is when there is that sort of intention that's in, embedded and coded into the product. Thank you. You have another business as well? A recently launched one called chronically hacked. And it is an online course for people who are on a healing journey who are dealing with chronic illness. Can you share a little bit more about that and how you and your, you have a a co-founder for that, how you guys came up with the idea?
1: Yes. So that was also born out of my chronic illness. It was just recently launched in May in alignment with May being National Lyme Disease Awareness Month, and it was really born out of my experience and my best friend who also has Lyme disease and a whole other host of chronic illnesses, just like I do. Both of our experiences in the years it took us to get diagnosed, it took me almost a decade, same with my co-founder Diana. And in that time, we just found ourselves bouncing from doctor to doctor as I said, in my whole journey to a diagnosis, getting nowhere and really ultimately becoming our own health advocates, doing our own research, going to um, these Facebook groups and seeking out support from others who had experienced the same symptoms or seeking out functional medicine doctors or people who look at the body holistically and are familiar with Lyme disease and chronic illness, infectious disease and that whole world. And we thought to ourselves, and we we chatted about this extensively before we started the business, if only we had someone there guiding us along the way early on in our journey, before we even started seeing doctors when we were just experiencing uh, chronic health issues, mystery symptoms, that we didn't know even really where to start. If only we had some sort of compass or tool or roadmap or something that would just at least give us some clarity on, well, maybe it it doesn't necessarily mean that the person has Lyme disease. It could very well be another illness, but just to gain clarity on the world of chronic illness to offer up, like, this is the world of chronic illness demystified because Mm -hmm. there are so many misconceptions. It is so heavily undiagnosed or misdiagnosed because our medical community especially in the United States, the medical system is designed to treat acute illness, but not so much chronic illness. And that's a huge gap that we saw. So we are not doctors, but we have experience. And I feel like experience is the best prerequisite to teach others. So we put together this online course, pretty much detailing all of our symptoms, our entire health history, the steps we took to find a doctor, Mm -hmm. and everything we've learned along the way. So, it's essentially the toolkit that we used ourselves to get to where we are in our healing journeys. And we're offering it to others in hopes that it helps them gain clarity on their health or at least points them in the right direction.
0: Wow. I love that. It's, I think it's so needed. And there's just so much frustration in getting to a diagnosis. And if you can shortcut that for people, mm-hmm that just can really change someone's life so tremendously. One other question that I have for you is, my belief is that our greatest challenges in our lives are really our greatest teachers. And I'm wondering, you know, we touched a little bit about like, what's the gift in it and, but what would you say the experience of living with a chronic illness has really taught you?
1: It's taught me to be really gentle with my body. I'm someone who's very ambitious, very self-motivated and determined. I have a lot of goals and aspirations I want to achieve and I can definitely work myself to the bone and burn the candle at both ends. But having a chronic illness forces you to slow down because Mm -hmm. your body speaks to you and symptoms. And when the symptoms are physical and you literally cannot do anymore, you realize how fragile your body is and you need to really be kind and gentle to your body. And it's not, um, you're not getting anywhere working yourself so hard. You um, need to really be mindful about, I call it a mindful hustle because mm-hmm. I still work myself very hard, but I, I try to make it as mindful as possible. I try to say, okay, like today, cause I do, um, I'm a complete freelancer. i um, I do freelance social media management and, I do my July and most recently chronically hacked, So I set my own schedule. So I know if I work myself really hard one day, okay, the next day I'm going to take it easier. And I do work weekends. I don't really have any set schedule of like, oh, my weekends are sacred, but I'm okay with that as long as I know when to dial it back. And it's just a matter of doing everything in moderation. So it really taught me to take the rest I need as needed, because mm. that's, what's going to help you be able to show up in your highest self when it's time to work.
0: Mm, yeah, that's so true. I always say like the body, the body holds so much wisdom and it's always sending us these messages and and telling us when it's time to slow down, even for people that aren't living with a chronic illness. Are there any Spiritual or mindfulness practices that you've adopted that you think listeners could really benefit from? I always
1: try to listen to my intuition, and I'm really big on differentiating the ego from the intuition. The ego is the voice that is sometimes louder than the intuition that panics, that always wants to jump to negative conclusions and the story for the worse. And um, I try to silence that voice. And I know that deep down, everything's going to be okay. And if it's not okay, it's not the end. I mean, it's on like a Pinterest quote, but it's mm. so true. It's it's a cliche for a reason. It's so true that um, if you're not okay, it's not the end. Everything's going to be okay in the end. Mm. And I truly believe that failure is not an option. Yeah. So I'm determined to get through this. And I'll come out stronger and more
0: resilient after all of this. Yeah, yeah. Well, and you already have in such a beautiful way. How can listeners connect with you? How can they find My July and Chronically Hacked?
1: We are on Instagram at MyJulySkin and you can shop online at MyJulySkin.com and Chronically Hacked is at Chronically Hacked on Instagram and ChronicallyHacked.com is our site where you can get all the details about how to purchase the course. And if you want to follow my personal Instagram, I'm at Michaela Who.
0: Okay, great. And I will link all of that in the show notes so that people can very easily find all of your different handles and websites. Thank you so much for taking the time to have this conversation with me today. I know that this is going to be so helpful to people who are experiencing different health issues and, or people who maybe have a family member or a friend who might be going through something similar, because just having that understanding of that experience is, you know, makes us all able to support others in in a better way. So thank you so much. And we'll talk soon.
1: Absolutely. Thanks so much for having me. This was a joy to talk to you.